We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. Download this on the PGP podcast feed just search permission granted or on the da show podcast feed it's alongside the best of the show or the full four hours of the show or when sunday morning football kicks off again in a month it'll be alongside that as well search the da show subscribe rate and review won't you you'll get the pgp there alongside it so today we brought back mothership at the movies for space jam 2 first time in what probably is about a year i don't remember Nah, maybe 11 months. Didn't we wrap up right around Labor Day last year, Mothership of the Movies? I actually thought we wrapped around up around this time because now we were about to get into the NBA postseason run. I thought it was the beginning of August. I could be wrong. I thought that we extended it through August because didn't we have a couple of movies that we were going to do? Then sports came back and we were kind of debating whether to do them or not. And maybe I kind of right. pushed to do them. Maybe you're right. I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember the last one we did, though. I don't even remember what the last movie is we did. I think it was Any Given Sunday because huh. it was in the montage and we had to get it in. That would make sense. I think so. And I think that was to kick off football season, maybe. That might have been a blend right into that. That, that sounds right. For some reason, the last one that really sticks out to my head was The Natural. Because I remember Peter Schwartz defending it so much when we hated it. I think we did a couple after The Natural. But either way, we brought it back for the first time in nearly a year today for Space Jam 2. And, you know, got the juices flowing. (laughs) It did. LeBron and Daffy Duck have to come together and agree on a decent starting lineup. And you don't want to give away the ending, but you know what? Roadrunner comes off the bench and they act like, oh my goodness, what a great six man. He's got all the speed. Tasmanian double Taz got to do his thing. He's spinning around. He's got all unbelievable moves. How are these two not logging starters minutes? You have Tweety Bird on the floor as a starter. It doesn't make any sense. This is why people get frustrated with LeBron versus Jordan. Jordan didn't make the mistake of having Tweety Bird in the starting lineup, and LeBron did. LeBron wants to be the greatest of all time. He can't put Tweety Bird in the starting lineup. I'm sorry, drove me nuts. Also, we all know that LeBron needs to be surrounded by shooters. Tweety Bird's not a shooter there. No, 
out if you're smaller than a ball. You got irate about LeBron starting Tweety Bird in his starting five against the, the goon squad in a winner-take-all. If LeBron wins, he gets his child back and he gets to become a human. If he loses, he's got to stay in the Matrix for forevermore with Algae Rhythm, played by Don Cheadle. So you were upset about it and, you know, made you made me at least reflect back on all those Mothership of the Movies we did all last spring and summer. Yeah, and it really was amazing to me. We went four months, I guess. Is that the official month count we're going for without sports during the pandemic? Did we shoot for four? Forgot Mid-March, things shut down, and we had till a- mid-April to mid-May to mid-June, and then l- late June. Late July, baseball came back. Right, but NASCAR is back. So right. Yeah, yeah, let's say three and a half months. Whatever it was, those months were so grueling. And I remember thinking we couldn't wait to get sports back. We loved the last dance and all of that. And now we've gone with, I mean, sports overflow. I mean, they were overlapping, condensing seasons. We've gotten two NBA finals in since then. And I got to be honest, when I watched Space Jam and I was able to watch it with the point of view of, I'm going to break this down like basketball, I missed it. I think I actually missed being able to watch a movie that way as opposed to always having to watch sports that way. I know. I thought the same thing. It's just such a fun way to watch a movie is to watch it, to break down the reality of the ridiculousness of it, like it was a sports match or event <laughs> to to analyze. Also, we we had this on our burner for month for weeks. We were going to do this in mid-July, maybe early July. Well, yeah, that started with me screwing up the date release of Space Jam. Okay. I was targeting it, and then okay. Kaplan corrected me. I kept seeing previews. I kept getting the date wrong. But nonetheless, it, the movie's been out at least two weeks now, so for at least the last two weeks. So we the reason that we, we kept pushing is because what you just said, all of these sports overlaps. Last year when we debuted Mothership of the Movies, there was nothing to talk about, nothing going on. So we had to fill space. And then now we were going to debut this two or three weeks ago, and it was like, all right, we got this going on. Well, this is going on. NFL training camps are going on. We got this. And then even today, we sandwiched this into NBA free agency reaction. It's just like there's not going to be a breather until after the Super Bowl next year. From here on out, it's just going to be crazy. Yeah, and whether it's pro or college, starting this week on Thursday night, you will have, in some way, shape, or form, a football game every single week from here on out. You'll have the next four weeks of NFL preseason, college starts, college football, the NFL, all the way through to the Super Bowl. It's amazing. Yeah. So it was good to have Mothership of the Movies back. I don't know if there's going to be space for another one, because now we're kind of jammed up again, but maybe after Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, we said that last year, and then, again, we had such a crash course of the NBA season. March Madness came back, but I think today was a nice, fresh reminder that we should try to find a way, even if that is right after the Super Bowl. Certainly, we got to try to find a way to keep it in the rotation forever, whether yeah. we do it once a year, multiple times a year, just the summers, once every so often. We can't let it not—it can't retire. It's too good. Yeah, and I think there'll be avenues for that. There might be an anniversary of a big sports movie that comes out that's getting a lot of pub. Hey, the 25th anniversary of Insert Movie Here, that where we do it. Or, like this, there's a highly pub sports movie coming out, like Space Jam 2 was coming out. I guess Space Jam A New Odyssey, whatever the heck it was called, and we do it that way. Oh, this had a name? Yeah, it actually wasn't called Space Jam 2. It was Space Jam, insert weird name after. I don't know the name of it. Hmm. A New Legacy, maybe? A new legacy, maybe. It, it was something. But, I mean, who really focused on that part of it? 
So I remember liking Space Jam 1, and I had seen it a couple of years ago. We didn't do it for Mothership of the Movies because it was too cliche. But I remember seeing it a couple of years ago. Again, actually, there was an outdoor showing at Prospect Park in Brooklyn. And I was like, this is a great summer event. Went out and watched it. And I was like, oh, this is a pretty good movie. It was pretty good. But I actually don't remember the reason Michael Jordan has to beat the... Did he have to beat the Goon Squad as well? Toon Squad? No, the Monstars. Oh, the Monstars. The Monstars. That's oh, a they, good point. They, get- they stole the talent, the NBA players' talent. Yes, but I thought that was after the game was scheduled. This was during Michael Jordan is retired. He's not a basketball player anymore. They need his help. They suck him down this golf hole for their help. The Toons needed help here as opposed to this one where LeBron needed help. Oh. So why did the Toons need help? Oh, they were going to be stuck on Magic Mountain for eternity unless they right. beat the Monstars in basketball because it's kind of like an invasion of the Toonland, and they scrambled, and they were able to go down a golf hole and find Michael Jordan. Right. In this case, LeBron is sucked into cyberspace or Warner Brothers cyberspace yeah, and is not going to be allowed out unless he beats the goon squad. Yeah, and apparently all the fans also won't be allowed out if you were – Got a live alert, like Ernie Johnson would have been stuck there forever. I mean, it felt like there was a little bit of stretching what we were playing for. Yeah, it's not like the first one was realistic, but it had a more streamlined storyline. This one was, I don't think they really formulated the storyline too much. They didn't, and also, I understand why and how the storyline had to come together with Dom James here creating a video game, but... At the very least, the first one was easier to follow in-game because, you know, they were playing basketball. This one, I mean, I know you just got to follow the movie lines, but if you're trying to follow a game, I mean, really, there's no rhyme or reason. You could be down 800 points and suddenly somebody steps on a magic button and you're piled up and you're jamming home like they're playing Zelda, and then you could tie the game. So that became a little tricky and wonky to follow. And I don't know if I liked... So much of the movie revolving around video games. Now, I'm not a video game player. I'm also not 12 years old, which is this is clearly supposed to be targeted to. But I just thought, boy, the movie starts off with LeBron playing a Game Boy back in 1998 Mm -hmm. on the sidelines of his high school or junior high basketball team. And he's distracted by it. And his coach says, hey, get your head of the game. Now, there's no way LeBron was playing a Game Boy in the late 90s. That Game Boy is from the late 80s, so wouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, unless you have parents like me, I was definitely playing a Game Boy like that in the late 90s. <laughs> so it starts off with video games. Then his son wants to design a video game. Then he does design a basketball video game. Then LeBron gets sucked into the video game. Then they have to beat their way out of the video game. And then it's also that his son redeems himself to be a video game designer. Yes, and goes to video game camp to put a bow on it. I'm just like, uh, I mean, I know kids are into video games these days, and I guess that's what they're trying to connect to the youth with, but it feels like a bad message. It does feel like a bad message, but again, this is their target audience. They're targeting kids who maybe know LeBron like LeBron, but they're playing video games today. They're not out there playing golf, getting sucked through a golf hole. So I, it's, it's who yeah. they targeted it for. And also, Bronny, I think, is part of, one of these video game teams. Oh, is he? Team, oh, we're a team sponsored by a video. Okay. Team Force or Team something. Look, just because it's not for us doesn't mean it's not for everyone. Well, that's very true. I just worried about the message of 
this entire thing could be about video games and that's awesome and cool and great and so here's the other part that opening montage where lebron it's like all of lebron's highlights ever Mm -hmm. and it's kind of cartoony they do some cool graphic stuff with it put music under it and some headlines and some audio snippets of analysts or lebron saying stuff at first i'm like oh boy this is really self-absorbed like this movie's just a highlight reel for lebron but then after it, i'm like oh man that was really cool because it's this really cool synopsis of how great his career has been and it was like from his original Cavs days to the heat him announcing going to the heat the swat against the warriors coming back from 3-1 winning with the lakers like it had all of that and i i guess for the first time i said Boy, that career was awesome. Yes. And it's not even that it's over. It's just that, wow, when you look at it like that, condensed, animated, visually stimulating, like, boy, that that's just an amazing like life. It makes you excited when you watch it. You pop out of it. But I tell you why I liked it. Because they followed it by taking constant jabs at LeBron's career in joke form throughout the movie. Mm. There's, uh, I think my John Don Cheadle might have uh, made a line about LeBron walking away and said something about chasing with the Heat. Like they made fun of everything that we might make fun of about LeBron throughout his entire career. His hairline got poked fun of at one point. Like any one of these jokes where LeBron, you would think would be sensitive about it, was allowed to be written into the movie and said to LeBron, which if you're going to give him the highlight reel and act like it's a, you know, basically kissing LeBron's Tookus movie. Well, then we're also making fun of LeBron in the movie, and I think that made that highlight package actually even better if you watch the full two hours of the movie, if you're out there listening. Like, that, that I think, brought it together, where it was it, it, it encapsulated all of LeBron. It's a fair point. I also thought to myself, it's so obvious this is supposed to replicate Michael Jordan. It is so... The whole thing is like, this is just the new Michael Jordan. His movie, it's with cartoons... They've got to beat something to win, you know, survival. It's supposed to be the reboot, and LeBron's supposed to play the Michael Jordan character. Including Daffy Duck at halftime thinking he's found Michael Jordan (laughs) and brings in Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) But, and this is so silly because, like, this would be totally shot down by Skip Bayless or Stephen A. or some other screaming, you know, talking head. It does pull it closer that LeBron is the new Michael. And I know we always debate in basketball forum, Michael versus LeBron, LeBron versus Michael, and whether he really is a, a true torchbearer. But in terms of what he'll mean to this generation of kids, it was a really savvy project because even though, like in 96, I wasn't watching that either because I was already in high school. I was like a junior. I was school. nine. I was watching it. So that was for your generation. Wasn't for mine. But it definitely established Michael as this, like, he's the iconic all-time player that all these kids were going to rally around and and love for for the rest of their lives. And that his presence goes beyond basketball. Yes, yes. And 22 years later, or 25 years later, Space Jam 1 still resonates that way. It still does make Michael seem larger than life. Because he was the only athlete that had a Looney Tunes cartoon, a Looney Tunes movie, full-length movie. Right. And, like, 
Yeah, Kevin Durant has that stupid Thunderstruck movie, and Kyrie has those dopey Uncle Drew Uncle movies. Drew. And, you know, there's those things out there, but this being a major motion picture featuring LeBron does make it feel like, well, LeBron fills the role of what Michael was, even if you wouldn't say he's as great as Michael. He definitely, for this time period, fills that celebrity athlete role. Like, I don't know. Tom Brady couldn't be in a Looney Tunes movie. I don't no, think. It wouldn't come. Peyton Manning could. Maybe, but we'll That's he, based on personality, though. Will he define a kid's generation? Probably not. In 20 years, you know that this movie will be the Space Jam to those 30-something. Yes, you're right. You're right. And we won't view it that way because we're so accustomed to the original. But yes, there was a 12-year-old that watched the Space Jam over the last two weeks that absolutely that will resonate with them for the rest of their lives. There's no doubt about it. I guess my only, if I were to play devil's advocate, and I don't know the answer to this, times have changed and LeBron going out to L.A. He was in a movie, what was the movie, Trainwreck? We both liked it with Amy Schumer. He was really good in that movie. Yes. And the question of LeBron going out to L.A., signing with the Lakers, was to establish his movie career. Like Michael Jordan playing in Chicago. I would like to know, did movie seekers seek out Michael Jordan and beg him and beg him and beg him before he finally made Space Jam? Because the only thing I'll say about this Space Jam, it does kind of feel like we've been talking about it for a while, that this was something LeBron was chasing. Maybe people not chasing him to make. I think that's true. Le LeBron, Kobe wanted to be Michael in all those types of personality traits and the type of style of play. and LeBron never did that. But LeBron clearly is chasing the impact of Michael, the global impact of Michael. That's something he has clearly wanted to do. So I think probably he wanted to make Space Jam too. Now, thankfully, they didn't use anybody else. Like, imagine five years ago they used Allen Iverson or yeah. something, or ten years ago, or they tried, I don't know, I don't know who else would have really been it, but even Kobe might have been really good because Kobe was naturally very good in front of the cameras. The one thing that was... Weird, though, was that going back to Trainwreck with Amy Schumer, LeBron was a really good actor in that movie, and in this one, he wasn't. It was really stiff. Okay, I Because people have debated this, that saying LeBron was a good actor, wasn't a good actor. Again, LeBron was a really good actor in Trainwreck because that was an adult movie, and he got to be, you know, an adult. I do think there's an art of, you know, having to tamper it down because it is still a kid's movie that I don't... I just don't know if LeBron naturally fits entertaining to the kids and acting in that role. Maybe. I thought his pacing was all off. It was really fast. I thought he yeah. ran through lines. It was really fast. And maybe that just happens when it's Warner Brothers and it's about a Looney Tunes yeah. movie and you're trying to, like, pace it. Well, and it's also tougher, right? Like, when he's acting in Trainwreck, I can't believe we're, we're breaking this down like we're real movie critics here. He's talking to real actors and actresses. He's on some green screen here where other people are just voicing being Tweety Bird or Bugs or whoever in that spot. Like, he's actually not acting in front of other people unless it's Don Cheadle. Yep, and maybe just trying to match the energy of Tweety Bird or match whatever the, road the runner? tempo yeah. is of, yeah, cartoons just maybe is... Like, he's not actually in that ship with a Bugs Bunny. Like he is on a green screen. But overall, I know Bogues hated the movie. I thought it was actually pretty good. For a kid's movie, I thought it was fine. I thought the same thing. And maybe because I went in with lower expectations because everybody thought it stunk. I didn't think it stunk. I think you have to take it for what it is. It was a kid's movie with the Looney Tunes, targeted at young kids, and it had plenty of adult lines. And if you follow LeBron's career, plenty of LeBron humor in there. I enjoyed it, and I thought it was really cool. They tied in all the Warner Brothers characters from past shows and movies, made them fans in the crowd. 
and explain the galaxies and stuff. I, I think they did a good job with it, all things considered. One day when I have children, I will sit them down and we'll do a back-to-back and a belly-to-belly space jam, and I want to know which one they like better. Break it all down. The popcorn and Reese's Pieces. Let's go. <laughs> You're going to ask Bogus about Mothership at the Movies? We absolutely are. But look, we did Mothership at the Movies. How do you not have a PGP breaking it down? So I want to get Bogus's thoughts on why he hated it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to know if he if he got the juices flowing on more Mothership at the Movies now. Let's get it all going here on Side B. Okay. It's Side B of the PGP, and how are you? Bogish is with me. It's Mothership at the Movies. We're here having a good time. Hello, Bogish. How are you? I'm doing well, and, you know, your broadcasting career is certainly on the up and up here, but I, I continue to think that maybe Plan B for you, your fallback... Not go, don't ever go back to that sandwich shop as much of an artist as you were behind that counter. But, man, you could sing in a Mulcahy's or a Bob's Bar like on a Tuesday night regularly for the rest of your life. You're that good. A Tuesday night, not a Friday or a Saturday night. I'm the oh, Tuesday definitely, night No, crowd. definitely midweek. Yeah, definitely midweek for now. I'm, I'm the Tuesday night crowd. Okay, fair enough. Well, DA and I, like we used to love doing on the PGP, going behind and even further, Mothership of the Movies. If you're listening to this here on the Permission Grid Podcast, you just heard the side A breakdown. So now, of course, we need to lean on Bogus for a couple things for side B. I think first of all, Bogus... Hearing that Mothership at the Movies intro brought me back to basically sitting in my basement, chopping at the bit, full page worth of notes after we just got done watching Ed, Eddie, Any Given Sunday, The Natural, you name the movies we did, Happy Gilmore. Did that take you back a little bit? And did you have your juices flowing to do this more again? I mean, even before we watched this, uh, and we really like put it to the group, I would have strongly supported doing this again in the offseason because we're going to have, you know, like, we we really only ended up somehow in all of the madness last year. We didn't go as long without things to talk about as we were afraid of. But like when we get back now, as everybody starts to slowly kind of reset their calendars, all the different leagues and sports, like we're gonna have summer doldrums again, like next year. Not obviously, you know, we're here in August here, but like you know, there's gonna be a spot coming up in a couple of months where there's gonna be less things to discuss on a day to day basis. And we've got to do this again. There are so many things that we didn't get to, so many movies. And the nonsense that comes out of your head about these movies, we need to keep hearing. So I'm all for doing this continually, even before seeing Space Jam 2. But then doing it again, maybe missing even that much more. Okay, that's a good idea. So I brought up maybe anniversaries of big sports movies when they come back, a new sports movie release. So you're all in on it. And we talked about, like, yeah, when even when the NFL season ended and we originally thought maybe we'll have time for that, we had such a condensed and hurried up NBA season, even the NHL season, then right into March Madness, which we hadn't seen. Then playoffs were starting, the NFL draft. So where you usually had the downtimes in sports, you didn't have them. Heck, you had an NBA Finals And three weeks to almost a month later than it normally does, we just had the NBA draft, and you and I hosted on Friday. It felt like it had no buzz because it's being engulfed here by Olympic basketball, the MLB trade deadline actually mattering. Obviously, uh, NFL training camp's opening. So we haven't had those dead times to do sports, which, by the way, we're thankful for because we went almost four months without sports. But, yeah, today gave me a little bit of a tingling, or Tuesday gave me a little bit of a tingling of doing that mothership at the movie, so I'm glad you had the same vibe. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's I, and I don't remember the exact very beginning of it, 
But I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a really good idea and not to toot our own horn, but I think other people have done movie ideas, but no one does it as nonsensically as us, <laughs> uh, as you two guys in particular. So that's, I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So you were very big during the pandemic on sitting down and watching many of these movies, not really ladybugs, let's say, but many of these movies with your children. This movie in particular, Space Jam, A New Legacy, whatever the heck it's called, was obviously targeted at kids. So we'll, we'll, before we get to why you didn't like the movie, because that was always where we went with the PGPs after Mothership the Movies, and I know you didn't, was this something you shared with your kids? And if you did, did they enjoy the movie? Oh, yeah, we watched together, and they liked it. My, my wife fell asleep. I probably nodded off for a little bit, too, but I would fall asleep through any movie, so I can't necessarily say that's a, a knock on Space Jam 2. Um, but the kids... It held their attention the entire time because I was nervous about that. It's two hours long. So I'm thinking like at some point they're going to start whining about this. But they watched it until the end and they both liked it. And they had no pre-Looney Tunes knowledge really. So it wasn't even like they were old jokes. They were laughing at things they remember from earlier in their childhood. This was all basically new to them plus the basketball angle. But they, they definitely liked it. Okay, now tell me why you didn't like it. Because when we talked about doing this, and you had seen it before, DA and I, your quote flat out in our group text was, movie stunk, but still worth doing yeah. with the movies. So what, yeah. me, because me I, and DA actually walked away thinking we liked the movie, again, for what it was. Exactly. It's all about your expectations and, like, the context in which you watch it. Now, if you don't like LeBron you're super going to hate this because it's very much a LeBron hug, pat on the back, biopic, and you know showing off all of oh. the LeBron brand. So, I mean, it's just going to fuel the rage that's already burning inside of you. I like LeBron. I defend LeBron. So I don't. I did not go in disliking LeBron. My, my biggest thing was, um, I, it was just, it was too, there was too much business to it. I mean, there were like, you know, DA during the show mentioned that there was the Nike swoosh in the ground where he falls into the, for the digital <laughs> world for the first time. There was like too much product placement, too much like inside jokes. I thought they tried too hard to like do funny haha at LeBron, like make light of LeBron. See, things. I like that. that didn't, I, some of them were good. I thought there were just too many of them in general. And it took the time from the beginning of the movie to when we were like fully in the cyberspace and you know collecting the Looney Tunes. That like the setup stage was really long and tedious to me. But again, like that's that's almost an unfair critique of the movie because it's not supposed to be a fancy you know Academy Award winning movie. It's for my ten and my seven year old. And they couldn't care less that that first, like, 25 or 30 minutes were, like, super self-serving and boring to me. I believe we talked about it on the PGP, but maybe we didn't. Maybe it was just a regular conversation between you and I. Maybe it was even on the show when you and I did the show without DA. But as far as this movie goes, you had brought up a good point that kids don't even know what the Looney Tunes are. And actually, I thought it was kind of a wink-wink funny way for Warner Brothers to tell you where the Looney Tunes have been, acknowledging basically they haven't been anywhere. They've been all in these different worlds exploring. <laughs> right. Which was a funny caveat. Like, where have the Looney Tunes been? Here's where they've been. It's been only bugs left. So your kids, you said, sat down and enjoyed it. Did they have an idea who the Looney Tunes were when they finally watched it? And B, did, could they connect to it? Like, was that still a cartoon that held up for them? So, I mean, they, they saw the original Space Jam. We watched that together um, on HBO Max because they're all in one family now, basically. There's been a Looney Tunes, like, channel, so to speak, on HBO Max. So, like, one Saturday morning, 
when like no one could agree on what they wanted to watch, I put that on and it and they laugh for a few minutes and that was it. Um, and then so like, but I, I think I mentioned this to you on the year. Like my my son said, "Who's Willie Coyote, not Wiley Coyote?" Oh. Like that tells you where they were. Like they they know who Bugs Bunny is, but like and they know Daffy. But like after that, I mean. Nothing on Wile E. Coyote. Elmer Fudd knew them. I mean, like, so, no. I mean, they're basically going into this blind. All right. That's interesting. That's an interesting take. Now, I do have to tell you. But there's a new, apparently there's a new Looney Tunes cartoon coming out or some kind of Looney Tunes show. So I think now this movie, like, does, like, the reverse. Like, now it's introduced you to them again. And now, oh, it's the guys from Space Jam. And then you go and watch that show, which also might explain why... Your critique of the starting five and whatnot, I was wondering as you were saying that if like part of that was they picked the people, the characters they wanted to be front and center because those are the ones that are going to be front and center on this new show. So maybe they, they wanted them mm. to have the most FaceTime. I've got no idea. But there uh, are other Looney Tune things coming that this will definitely you know, feed off the movie. Well, that would be a shame if they started Tweety Bird there for basically, it's like the Yankees running mm. Giancarlo Stanton out there hitting cleanup every night. You don't, you don't need it. Exactly. It doesn't belong. Now I do have to bring up and perhaps this is where we can get Aiden to insert a moment here. Behind the scenes, something that no listeners would would even know. But since you are still home, Bogus, and not in the studio, you would have no idea this happened. DA, I don't think, knows it happened either. But, heck, that's what we're here for, to peel back the curtain of the PGP. During Mike Pacheco's Tuesday Olympic Minute, while it's playing, some random sound starts happening, and, and it takes Pete a second or two to figure out, where is this sound coming from? I thought he was going to blame me because I edited the Pacheco Olympic Minute, and I thought he was thinking, like, did I run random sound in there? I know I didn't. It turns out it was coming because he left your line that you're hosting on up. So you must have been trying to play trial sound or error. We can assert this here. We begin with baseball. Round two action. The United States on the road against the host team from Japan on Monday. Team USA awfully quiet at the trade deadline DA. No Anthony Rizzo. Carson no and I have Chris a lot of Bryant, history. I have no a lot of respect for Carson. He's a tremendous player. He's going to through adversity once again, but he'll bounce back. And, and you know what? He might miss. Against the Japanese. Probably could have used Craig Kimbrell too. Not like stuffing. And there you heard it. And, and I could tell DA was thrown off. Why is this playing? We might have missed a Pacheco joke or two. Pete, as only Pete can, absolutely slamming his fist down. Come on! Can Bogus just be in studio already? This is ridiculous. So you needed to know that moment happened and know how much that just threw Pete off and he was ticked off. Well, so I, uh, you know, further the curtain comes back here, I still have not heard this clip because I didn't notice it when it happened. And I was sitting here when when this minute happened, when we played the minute on the air. I didn't remember hearing anything weird or, seeing, or DA's face react. Um, and I can't hear it post-production yet. So I don't know what it was, but I was always under the impression that Pete could only hear the stuff I played through my app that gets me on the air to the show because I've had other things. Like, you know, in the past, when I have technical issues and the app wasn't working correctly, I've tried to use other programs to get sound on the air during the updates, and it doesn't come through because... That's not what is being fed to you guys in the studio. So not hearing still what the sound was, I I can't even confirm that it was me. But if it was me, I don't know how it happened because I wasn't doing anything inside the app that would have normally gone over over the air. Unbelievable. I I just look, part of my favorite part of Unless my mic was open and then Pete heard me play something through my open mic, that could have happened possibly. Maybe. Whatever it was. 
it was pure ecstasy for me because although <laughs> although it was bad for the show, like it sounded bad, actually it was unfair to Mike Pacheco, who did a great job in the minute, having kind of disrupted there. Pete meltdowns over silly behind-the-scenes stuff is, I, I guess, maybe my own hidden the pleasure best. of the DA show. And you know what it's like, right? So listeners don't know what's going on. But it's just pure comedy. Like, he slams the fist down. He goes nuts. He goes crazy. I mean, look, I can't get enough of it. So the fact that you gave me one of those moments today, I just, the listeners should know as we peel back the curtain that that happened. I felt like you should know that you missed out on that today. And you well, were the cause. If it was my fault, I'm proud of it. I, I, I like making Pete angry just as much as you do, so you're welcome. Uh, and also, you know, shame on Pete. It's his mistake. If he left me potted up during a when I was not on the air, that's not my fault. That's his. So it doesn't matter where I'm doing it. There, here, you know, Nova Scotia. That's a really random pull. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's his mistake. So punch himself and tell him to turn the mic off when I'm not using it. It's a fair point. It's an unbelievable fair point. But one that, obviously, we had to discuss. All right, well, Bogues, that's going to wrap it for Side B. Where can we follow you on Twitter? Uh, at Andrew Bogish. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CBS. Have a great week, everyone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.